what's going on everybody it's uh great to be here again uh it's just fun i got my baja fresh soda cup uh this is uh baja fresh is kind of keeping me alive here in los angeles it's kind of before chipotle that was baja fresh so uh get you some baja great uh fast food tacos um it's very exciting today uh we've got jeff here very excited uh to uh bring you guys in i'm trying to get used to all the tech here get all confused so uh so big news big news um me and my girl got a car it was uh big big news for us we got us a, we got us a kia sportage i call it sportage the guy at the dealer was like it's a sportage i was like it's a sportage i go to tarjay in my sportage and so uh very excited we're four we're four by four people so we got the all-wheel drive uh we're very excited to hit the hills and mountains of california and uh so we got it so um but we also in honor of being on the road i wanted to open this segment with uh some of my favorite road songs when i'm driving in the car songs i like to hear when i'm on the road i'm driving i'm very excited uh one of my top uh favorites is acdc highway to hell and uh probably not the best song if you know if you want to you know go into a highway that's going towards hell but this is a great song it's uh you know one of the greatest bands of all time. This unit in the band is probably the best they were. I'm a Brian Johnson guy, but you know, Bon Scott kind of created something that was just a little, a uh, little more soulful to the metal that that Brian brings. But this song is great. I'm on a highway to hell. It's really hard not to groove to this song when you're driving. Number two, Beastie Boys, "Fight for Your Right to Party." Such a great song uh, to be on the road with. Uh, that's a good one. You, you got to be careful with these songs, though. I remember one time I um, I was in summer school <laughs> and I was in a parking lot and I had a song up and it was I think it was Money Money by uh, Billy Idol, which is another good uh, road song. And I crashed into a car in a parking lot because I was just jamming to the song that intensely. And uh, so yeah, so be careful when you jam out to these songs. But and then Leonard Skinner, Sweet Home Alabama. Um, I feel it's just such a good cruising song. And then when it starts to get it, dun, 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 and a lot of these songs, they start out with the great jam. And so you just kind of just it just kind of, you know, reels you in and you just keep having a good time while you're driving. Um, another band, uh, Almond Brothers, Ramblin' Man, uh, which is one of my favorite songs to drive uh, to. Such a good song. I love the Almond Brothers. You see them live all the time in New York and one of my great things. And we all know I'm a big cult fan. So Love Removal Machine by The Cult um, has such a great intro as well. I love that song. It kind of sounds like Start Me Up a little bit. And then it kind of goes into The Cult and they got their own thing going with it. Such a great song. And then, you know, you really probably, whether you like this band or whether you're, you like this song or not, White Snake, Here I Go Again, has got to be one of the best driving songs. <laughs> it's just something about that song. Especially if you're going through a breakup or you're like, you know, just something going on in your life. You quit your job. You know, it's like one of those songs. And it's just something about it when you're in the car. You're just like, it's just a fantastic, you know, road song to listen to. So in honor of road music, um, and also we are making April, um, soundtrack month. Jeff and I decided to, uh, just, you know, pull soundtracks and talk about them. So this is also the ultimate driving, uh, record album. Uh, this is the easy rider soundtrack, uh, arguably the best, uh, road song ever of all time, Steppenwolf. 
uh, Born to Be Wild uh, is phenomenal. This this is a great album. It's kind of a hard find. If you see this uh, at a at a record store, get it. It's really good. It's got a whole lot of great things. It's got you know, it's got Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Six was nine. It's got uh, you know, so many good stuff on here. Roger McGinn and uh, who else has got the Birds are on this. But uh, this is a really good uh, soundtrack. And the movie's great too. The movie's one of the uh, best movies of of you know biker movies you're ever going to see it's got peter fonda dennis hopper is great and a young first role jack nicholson and so uh with such a great movie so this is a really cool soundtrack so get you this if you find it pick it up it's very hard to find and uh you know bored to be wild is like it, there's nothing to get you going more than that song and uh that's it's the uh, second song in on on track a and or side a and so Get this, check it out. And uh, so, yeah, so very excited to do the show today. Um, very excited to bring in my co-hosts, my my dudes of music, uh, Jeffrey Paul, Adam Holtz. What's up, guys? How are you? How you doing, Hello, man? Dustin. Hey, What's Dustin. going on? That, that is a great, great soundtrack, man. I like all those those songs. You know, the other song I really like a lot on uh, Easy Rider is uh, the band's The Weight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you take a load off, uh, uh, Mary. That's a great. It says, it says Smith here. Is that that's the lead singer or? No, uh, the the lead singer and writer of the song is Robbie Robinson. Okay, it just says it says the weight, and then it says Smith. Yeah, no, it, that's that's the band. That's that is a classic classic song. In fact, I wonder why it says Smith I was, though. I don't know who why I would say Smith, but but the the writing credit should say. Um, oh, but Robbie it, Robinson. maybe they maybe it's not. It's not them. It's a cover by the by Smith. It must be a cover. I, I don't know who Smith. The, the, the Smiths came out way after. Dude, not the Smiths. Come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think it's I think it's the, the band's version. Okay, I'm just saying it's the Smith right here. I, I'm not saying Adam. Please look this look this up. Yeah, look so I'm up, looking it up right now. Look up the weight and look up Smith. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing Smith. here. I'm not trying to argue with you. I just you know, and I know the band. They're amazing, but I just this it's is just what it says. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. I have some of their vinyl as well. But uh, just curious why more more of a curiosity why it says you know, that. What else I like about driving songs? I also like um, like live albums. Like listen to live music. Sure, absolutely. Driving. You know, it really gets you like pumped up for that too. Yeah, man. Just it's just something about being in a car and crazy. It goes together. I think that's when the world kind of came together. Is when radio met car. You know, I can't imagine. Can you, can you imagine? You know, when people were driving cars before radios and stuff like that. I mean, I guess no. it was the time. I mean, you were around. Talk to us. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, well it, it was an improvement because we were able to move past the horse and buggy, and so with <laughs> no, but I, guess, to... but I bet that was an amazing time. You know what I mean? Like when. Like the first car radio, that had to have been amazing. You know what I mean? We're amazed now by an iPhone 10 or whatever, but I can't imagine like, you know what I mean? Like that had to have been like this just crazy moment when somebody was able to get into a car and turn on music for the first time, you know, when that was like a first time thing. I bet that was phenomenal. Yeah, that's pro that was pro I would think that would probably have been in like the 1930s because the 1920s, you know, you had your first radio broadcast coming out of Pittsburgh. And then yeah. you know, cars were already around for was it in a cool close to yeah years. but that but that combo of car and radio I, yeah, but I, I think they had to kind of mesh Adam let us know give us all the facts Adam all right well yeah, first I, I get the, the, <laughs> I get the answer to Smith 
<laughs> what's so, what's uh, that? Uh, According to Wikipedia, Smith's version of The Weight was included on the Easy Rider soundtrack because, due to contractual reasons, the band's version, which appeared in the movie, was unavailable. Mm. They so probably it was had in the movie, it was but, the not movie the, but, but not right. on the, the uh, album. Okay, okay that's, well, that's why it is. Interesting. Okay, cool. Okay. And Smith was like a singer-songwriter? I don't know. It was, it was a, a band. And they oh, were actually called, called The Smith. Smith. Yeah, they Smith, were called The Smith, the and Smiths. they changed it to The Smith. It's a Smith, yeah. Okay, very cool. And do you have our other answer to the first Let car me see. radio? First car radio. <laughs> you have to Google it. <laughs> I hope you're right, Jeff. That sounds fun. 30s. That sounds about right. I'm going to say I later. That's I'm going to say 40s. 1924. 24. Nice. 24, yeah. Good work. 24. Wow. Yeah. But then uh, could, could, let me see. Uh, yeah, that was, was 1924. Did it say when it was readily available in all cars? It's like 1930. I think around the, the pioneer the 30s. cassette. No, I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a, I got a funny story. Not really funny, but it's, it's my life and my family. My brother is a degenerate and uh, he used to steal car radios and uh, he was just ridiculous. And he would just like break into cars and steal them and stuff. And I remember one time the, uh, the cops came to our house and I'm like nine or something and I'm in my underwear or whatever. And, uh, he was just like, and the cops are surrounding the place to, you know, picking them up. And he's like, look, you got it. There's a box of these stereos. So you, you got to throw them over the fence. And so we live right next to the woods. And so it was like our house and then just woods in the back. And so I was literally nine years old, just throwing like pioneer speakers and block punts into the woods for my <laughs> degenerate. <brother. laughs> Why trash baby. All right. <laughs> Did he give me a cut? <laughs> he, he did. He did. I think he gave me. Okay, so, yeah, so it was worth a, it. He gave me like a uh, happy meal. That was his cut. <laughs> <laughs> I got robbed on that. But anyway, shout out to Dennis, my degenerate brother. But uh, <laughs> Jeff, what's what are your favorite road songs? Like a song that you love cranking up? Detroit Rock City. Nice. You That's know, a good one. Uh, I, yeah, I think uh, Kiss. I, and again, live version. Um, I like listening to actually Springsteen prove it all night. Okay. Um, yep. Another you know, great version of that. Or, or sometimes I'll even like listen to like the river, um, okay. which, I, which I love. It's long. It's like 11 minutes. Uh, mm. Take some time off when you're driving. So that's, that's why I kind of, but I definitely, go, you know, really go more towards like live versions of song, even Frampton. Yeah. Oh, Frampton's amazing. To. We saw Frampton together. That was fun. Yes, we did. Uh, Adam, what about you, buddy? All right, so um, I got Radar Love, Golden Earring. Wow, that's great nice. song. Always a good one. Um, for the Beastie Boys, Sabotage. That's a great one, Which I always one, think is yeah. a great driving one. Uh, Tom yeah. Petty's Running Down a Dream. Great song, yeah. Um, and uh, with Springsteen, I would probably say uh, Rosalita. I always, mm-hmm. I always love driving around to that song. And uh, ah. uh, Eve Six, Open Road, uh, mm. Open Road Song, which is pretty good. Oh, wow. That's a good one. You guys love Springsteen out there, don't you? I just oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think when it comes to driving cars, Springsteen really Springsteen. kind of yeah. brings it together, right? Well, Born to Run, I guess, makes sense, but um seems like that'd be a good road song. I just, you know, I'm just not a Springsteen guy. But yeah, I there's a lot it. of there's a lot of great ones off the river also. I'm just trying to if think I were to get one album perfect. If I were to get one Springsteen album, what would it be? The river? River? Probably the river or, or, born, to or darkness. born in the USA. Darkness, I think nah, darkness I got, I got hammered out with that fucking album. Yeah, when I was a kid, it was like, oh, that. yeah, I can't do that one. 
I, the I river, think either then. the river or or darkness. I mean, darkness was great because it's like late seventies. He's still kind of raw. It's coming right off of um, Born to Run. I mean, okay. he's, he's that that period of Springsteen is great. Yeah, I kind of agree with you with the uh, Born to Run thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, you born in the USA. Born in the USA. Yeah, yeah. Right, um, right. Is there any Twitchies out there that have a favorite road song that they like? Before we get this we'll thing see, started, uh, we got Mad Dabin says Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Dang. That's Jeff's neighborhood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Staten Island, baby. <laughs> Which Wu-Tang song? I need to, I want to expand my Wu-Tang. What's, what's a great Wu-Tang song? Cash and Money or something? I don't know. I don't know Wu-Tang that well. <laughs> I wear the shirt like I do, but I don't really know them. <laughs> and then Jay dies a lot, says Spotify, 90s hip-hop. So oh, you got, okay. You got Spotify. Of, uh, yeah. I mean, 90s hip-hop is great for driving. Yeah, well, that's the thing about, you know, I mean, we're a vinyl show, old-timey people here, but um, but yeah, that stepped up the game when you um, can put on, like, a streaming service and stuff. It's like, you know, and you get, like I said, I mean, I did the whole day listen to all the Zeppelin albums and stuff, and it's like, I've, you know, it's just like you wouldn't be able to do that otherwise. It's like, you get, but you'd, you'd crash your car trying to, like, put in CDs, like, trying to find, you know, trying to put in, like, 15 CDs, you know? But, uh, well, remember they used to do the changers. I, Jeff, I feel like you're a guy that had, like, a CD changer in the car. Like Dude, a- <laughs> I've had one of the very first ones. In fact, in fact, I had an Isuzu Trooper. Okay. And the, the, nice, right? the CD holder was in the back, you know, the CDs. Mm-hmm. So you could yeah. load up like eight CDs. <laughs> and then there was a wire that came across and, it, and you had to change it. But it was like a wire, like, like yeah. a remote control, like a TV remote control <laughs> on a wire. And that's how you would change it. Like oh, now, wow. like, in, I in love that. I, I have love that. I mean, just throw CDs in, load them up, and it's so easy. Yeah. Ah, yeah I can amazing. put like 10, 15 CDs in. Adam, do we have something else? Yeah, oh. so Mad Dabin says, uh, bring the ruckus. Bring, oh, that's uh, From Wu-Tang? Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang, yeah. Okay, and that's, uh, do you know what album's that? Is that a, sure, I guess just find this. I can find that. That's no big deal. All right, I'll check it. I, I smoked weed one time with, with them. Like, I don't know which, who was part of it, but I remember being backstage somewhere in Connecticut and there were a bunch of guys. They were like, they're from Wu-Tang. And I was like, this is the biggest blunt I've ever seen. And then that's all I remember. <laughs> 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 yes. I like, Here's an interesting <laughs> Wu-Tang fact. Yes. Method Man, who lives in Staten Island, he brings his dog to my wife. My wife's his veterinarian. Oh, wow. All right. And, and has been for years. Please say it's like a poodle, because that would be, that would just really break all the stereotypes. Uh, no, it's not a poodle, <laughs> and it's definitely the stereotype. He, he had a little a little weenie dog. That would make so much more sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I keep dreaming. <laughs> all right, you know exactly what kind of dog it is. <laughs> He's got to stay on brand. I get it, but in his heart, though, I bet he wants a poodle. It's like that's how that's how committed he is to being Wu Tang. <laughs> uh, cool. All right, man. So, you know, we decided, you know, Jeff and I were talking we'd do little soundtracks for the rest of the month. And, uh, you know, it's I feel soundtracks are such as a big part of music. A lot of people, you know, kind of uh, don't celebrate them as much as I think they should, because I feel like a lot of our, you know, our lives have been from just seeing a movie and then running out and wanting the wanting the soundtrack. And, and then it just becomes and it's so great because it's such nice collaborations. 
what a lot of these artists do with producers and the filmmakers and everybody is involved. And, you know, somebody like Tarantino, who, you know, he's, he's very selective on the music that he chooses for the scenes. Right, and so a lot the of the times these filmmakers are, you know, it's a big part of the movie is the music that goes with it. So we're excited to kind of celebrate that today. So Jeff, bring us in, baby. What do you got? Okay. So what we're going to do today, and it's the reason why, I am wearing this shirt in case anyone is trying <laughs> oh, to figure this you, out. You wear that shirt every Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. That's right. It is Saturday night fever. Okay? Oh, yeah. The, the, the granddaddy of, of, of soundtracks. Um, the, there he goes. Adam's got it. And I think, I got th- it I think everything. I got it too. Got yeah, both, we right? all got it. We all got it. But <laughs> <laughs> this since I was Yo, like I, seven. And the thing is, I mean, the soundtrack, even, even the album cover, everything about this is, is important. And here's the reason why. Okay, so a little, little background with it, in case people don't know. Sa- wow, look at that inside. Unbelievable. Even this, you, you know, he, th- that's the scene, you know, he's wearing the white suit at the, you know, at the end of the big uh, dance finale. Initially, they wanted him to wear a black suit, but it, when they filmed it, it was too dark in, in the disco setting, so they switched it around to a white suit and a black uh, shirt. Um, but this this album comes out in November fifteenth, nineteen seventy second. Uh, as of today, it is the second the second best selling soundtrack of uh, all time, only behind the Bodyguard, which came out, I believe, in ninety two. Um, this album has sold north north of 40 million and the interesting thing about this this album is a double it's a double album it's a double uh it's a double disc album and when it was released i mean this thing was a monster for 24 straight weeks this was the top selling album um i i always think that you know um you can't separate the music and the movie when listening to this and it's interesting when they film this this movie and you see all the dance scenes and you hear like uh, the Bee Gees songs, Travolta, when they're filming it, is not the Bee Gees in, in, at all. Um, it's Stevie Wonder and Boz Skaggs that he's dancing to. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bee Gees don't get involved uh, in the film until after it was shot. Oh, and wow. then Robert Stigwood, who uh, produced it, and you know him from Grease and that awful... Um, uh, uh, Sergeant Pepper movie. He he produced that as well. You know, with with the Bee Gees and Frampton, um, uh, he got the Bee Gees involved in this, and they started to write the music. And they actually took a couple of older songs like Jive Talking on it. But uh, yeah, that's that's how uh, that whole thing started. Um, but like, it's did you did you guys see the movie? I'm assuming you did. Like, how are you okay. not going to oh, see yeah. this movie? Jeez, come on, dude. You know we saw this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> So look I'm at us. Just you don't, you don't think we, yeah, we saw this movie a million yeah, it, times. This movie's a it's a great movie. It's yeah, it's, it know, is a great movie. Holds up pretty and, well. You know, I think yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I think it, it, it does too. Um it's it, it's you know, if, if people haven't seen it, you know, I know we have kind of like a, a younger audience that comes on uh Twitch, but you know, it's it's a movie like you know, filled with rape and bigotry and death and Travolta dancing. 
Um, but you know, <laughs> what an intro! Is, what an intro to Travolta dancing! Is, you got rape, you got bigotry, <laughs> it's got everything. What else do you want in a movie? <laughs> well, and the Bee Gees, who contribute like a third of the songs to the track list, they even wrote one of the you know, uh, fine elements if I can't have you, which is a great song on it. Um, but you know what? Also, this movie explodes Travolta's career, right? He becomes a superstar. Yeah. But who has the bigger picture on the album cover? I think it's the Bee Gees, right? Oh, yeah. The Bee Gees are, seem to get top billing on it. Well, it thank looks God like Travolta it, didn't sing on this because he did a few albums back in the day. Yeah, so, no, I, I'm I surprised let, he didn't do us. Dude, Letter In is one of the most brutal things I've ever heard. <laughs> what go? I go and watch this YouTube clip of him on the Dick Clark show singing this. Oh, wow. It is so cringy, embarrassing that you have to watch it. It's so bad, Travolta yeah, singing. But but the Bee Gees can sing, and this is right. Remember, right before um, this album came out, the Bee Gees had a big uh, hit with uh, Main Course. Remember, that was the album. That had uh, Nights on Broadway. It had Jive talking on it. And that was, and, and you know, I know because, you know, me and you talked about some million times watching the Bee Gees documentary. And that was where Barry discovered his falsetto voice. So this is where, you know, you see the falsetto really at its prime, at its peak on this, uh, this album. Um, yeah, but I like that he's, you know, that, that the three of them are on the uh, album cover. Um, it's, it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting movie. It's an, in, it's an interesting selection of songs because, you know, the Bee Gees are white, they're straight, they're handsome, but straight the music. Straight is debatable. <laughs> <laughs> well, <they're all> <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> but the music that they wrote for this is really influenced by like the gay, the gay disco scene at the time, uh, the yeah. black nightclub scenes. And now it's, it's becoming marketable. They're becoming marketable to like a broader new audience. They're bringing this, uh, they're bringing this music to a new audience and you're blending like uh, gay, female, black, you know, are now really being exposed to the Bee Gees. Cause remember the Bee Gees were almost kind of like a Beatles type band prior to, to, to this. And they kind of then became, um, thrown in as, and, and identified as a, as a disco band, but they were much, 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 much more than that. Um, so let's talk about some of the songs. And I think the songs really, well, let's stop for really a second. Kind um, of yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, we t talk a little bit about, you know, I feel like disco is kind of one of those things too, that always, it always comes back. I remember in the nineties, uh, disco was back again with Mamma Mia and different things. Like people just, it, it seems like disco, as much as people seem to hate it at one point, it always seems to come back. It always has like this disco, longevity. Um, I do. I love the idea of disco. You know, I was, um, you know, flashy clothes, cocaine, nightclubs. Cool. I mean, what about just, the music, though? Um, yeah, I would. There's some you can listen to, right? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> My favorite on this is probably uh, Disco Inferno. Like that's like I oh, sorry that's, about yeah. that that's song is one song. of my it's one of my favorite songs. Absolutely, and oh I do love God. the Bee Gees. I mean, they're like I was listening to it, and uh, I'll, I'll let you dissect. I just wanted to say this, but it's like you know we talked about driving songs. Uh, Staying Alive is the all time walking song like oh, yeah. <laughs> there is nothing cooler because <laughs> i was walking, walking 
I was walking to strutting, Los Angeles. Strutting. I was walking to Los Angeles yep. with this on today, and it was just palm trees and like the city, and it was just like there's nothing cooler than down, 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 and just going and like just something about it. Just I don't know, just pumps you up. And then and then no, and the yeah. movie's great. What's so great about Perfect. the movie is they show his shoes. And then they pan up to him mm -hmm. holding paint. And so and like, like, it's so, it so funny because it's like, even though he's in a shitty job, he still has this confidence and like this swagger. And so it was just great. It's such a great you know, opening. One of the best openings, I think, in a, a lot of films. Oh, yeah. What I think this, this soundtrack does really well is um, it immerses the music and the spirit of the film. And when yeah, yeah like the opening track you know you know staying alive um yeah th the first thing i wrote down was strut music you know strut and and i don't know if you ever saw the absolutely horrible sequel which is horribly great by the way staying alive did you ever see that directed by stallone <laughs> I, I don't think i saw I, it <laughs> well, listen, i know what you're talking you ever, about if, trust me i do but staying staying alive right <laughs> Is that what it is? Staying alive. It, yeah. Trust me, you want to watch it for the cringe factor. It is, okay. it, it's cringy on a different level than Rock of Ages cringy. Okay. It's, it's awful, but I cannot stop well, watching it. I like it. Rock of Ages, so I might love it. So <laughs> I, I hope you love this movie. <laughs> I don't At the end of Staying Alive, there is a scene where he walks out. He's like, you know, he, he 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 nails it. He's, he's going to be a Broadway star, and he goes, "No, I feel like doing strutting." And then then it, it's the same scene from <laughs> ah, it's like fucking Stallone. What are you doing? What are you doing? It's, uh, like, it's like an NYU uh, movie film student. His first movie. That's what he would have done. But hilarious. Um, it's it's a great song, man. It's about street survival. You know, it's such a it's a it's a really great song. I what think does it was like New York three, Times line mean? What does that mean? Is it isn't it like a it, line of it, it, not not it's not the newspaper, the New York Times, the Times of the uh, of the era, these oh, New okay. York Times. You know, you know, and, and again, it's about whether you're this, whether you're that. You know, with, with staying alive, with staying alive. It's a whole man because the whole movie is about an underdog, and yeah. here's a, and and this is what's kind of interesting about it as well is the original director was you know, and when they first started filming was John Alveson, and John Alveson, as you know, directed Rocky, and you know, Rocky's the story of an underdog. Um, oh, okay. I think, and I think that's where there are similarities in this and they kind of pay homage to uh to john alveson uh in his room in in travolta's room which is which really is a big part of the film and yeah. one of the posters that's really prominent is the rocky poster right and what happened was there was a disagreement on the set between alveson and travolta because alveson wanted his character to be a little bit more vulnerable to be a guy who goes around the neighborhood doing good deeds and travolta wanted more of an edge and when it becomes between the star and the director the star is going to always win that feud and so alveson was fired and they brought in wow. i think the guy's name was john batham okay wow. who wound up directing it and, that, and that's uh, what happened there but i mean there were but they disco, like, I one thing I want to say, disco wasn't about yeah. good deeds. Disco was about being an asshole. It was about getting coked up, meeting broads. <laughs> that's, that's what he was. You know, and so it's like if he had had something where he's doing, you know, charity work in the neighborhood, I don't think it would have worked. <laughs> he's like shoveling like snow and like <laughs> bringing pies, bringing pies to like old ladies. I don't think that's gonna work. You need him to be a dick. That's how that's how the whole thing is. 
you know? Maybe Allison was wrong on this. <laughs> yeah, I, you, yeah, you make I think a he great was. Point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see him doing fucking good deeds. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. I want to see him not. Call, I want to see him not calling that guy. You know, what was the little guy's name? Yeah, being a dick to that guy. And Who's, like, who got his yeah. girlfriend pregnant. I think yeah. he doesn't call him. No, he doesn't yeah. call him. He jumps off the bridge. Right. Yeah, I don't that, that's, what I, that's what I, I want to see him being an asshole to, to Donna Pescow. Right. Yeah, that's what I want exactly. to see. Yeah. But, you know, there were great songs on this, like songs that made like, uh, you know, with, with number one, like, like staying alive, like how deep is your love, like night fever, you know, <laughs> um, these are all great songs. But to go back to my original point about immersing the music and the film is a couple so songs that aren't BG songs really kind of stood out to me, like a fifth of Beethoven, right. By Walter Murphy. Mm -hmm. um, it's and that's a song. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about that song. It's kind of a blast for me. And in so many ways, I mean, it's an interesting fusion of me. I mean, it definitely shows you the kind of, you know, like people enjoyed songs like that because of the drugs, but I feel like, you know, it's kind of cheesy, but it's a fun one, but it's, you know, it's still kind of a weird, you know, just do Beethoven well, kids. Influence. And you can see how it kind of set the table for like <laughs> future <laughs> artists like Moby. Right. <laughs> you can, you can, you can kind of like see that. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> but it's kind of corny, but, dude. You know, it is like, if you look back no, now, but, it's a little corny. Back then, it was, it, it was kind of cool because, we, you know, we was Would 70s. you say the song is dramatic? It's corny. It's fun. It's fun. It's it's corny, like, in a fun way, not, like, in a bad way, you know? No, but here's the reason why I say it's dramatic. Because, okay. when again, when, when I hear these songs, it always kept, you know, I've seen the movie a billion times. You know, living in Brooklyn, Staten Island, you know, sure. you had to see this at least a dozen times, right? So... Every time I would hear these songs, I would think of the scene and the scene where where uh, Fifth of Beethoven is. Remember when they enter the club and he goes, shape up uh, assholes with the faces. Right. So they and they're walking through the crowd with also <laughs> terrible edits. It's the same. It's the same guys every time they, they come into the club. But the first time they enter the club, they're playing. It's a dramatic entrance with this dramatic beginning that, dun, 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 you know, <laughs> so they're coming into. I think that was kind of cool. Um, he's walking in and greeting. And then another song where. Again, it, it it's it sets a mood. Is Calypso Breakdown, uh, uh, Ralph McDa uh, McDonald, and that's the first time you're introduced in the film to Stephanie Mangano. By the way, horrible actress, uh, Karen Lynn Gorney. Um, she's never in anything ever again. Uh, but it's the first time you see her, and she's dancing, and it's, and it's like a Latin uh, feel. And the club never plays Latin music, and you can see like you know everyone clears the dance floor except her and her partner, and he's looking at her, and it's it's new, it's fresh, it's different, and it gets Tony's attention, and that's how you kind of like. Uh, introduced, you know, to this, and 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 what to me, it's like it starts Tony's descent into like wanting to leave the shitty life he has behind, and he's fascinated by this new uh, person. And the music is different music than anything else in the movie, in the uh, in the movie, and on the soundtrack. Absolutely, Adam. What do you? How do you feel about this this uh, album? I know you're a little younger, but how do you take in I mean, all this, this a, disco magic? Yeah, this is a, a fantastic album. I mean. Uh, even even uh in high school i remember i had a i'm trying to remember what the the cd it was a it, it was a it was a big i had the bg's greatest hits that was it driving around to that and um actually in 90 so i graduated in 95 our class song was boogie nights nice so there was definitely a disco resurgence around it was uh, around i the remember 90s. when it happened <laughs> yeah i was in college you know, so it happened yeah. yeah yeah you know kind of a break from all the alt rock and the grunge that was going on but um 
And we actually have somebody here. It says, uh, let's see, Jelly Bellying List says, Disco is fun and lighthearted. That's why it comes back every so often, which is very true. Wait, say, wait, say it again. What's he saying? Uh, disco is fun and lighthearted. That's why it comes back every so often. Yeah, I think you need it. You know, you need because people, we get too serious and like, you know, people get too intense. Sometimes you need a break. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. I think uh, Night Fever, so, songs like Night Fever and You Should Be Dancing, you know, they made it feel like important to dance. Like, you know, uh, <laughs> you, you can't. It's it important did. to dance. <laughs> Listen, you're telling me you're out with your girl. And those songs come out somewhere and you're going to be the guy. No, I'm not going to dance. You know, I love to dance. Come on, man. You're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> all I do is dance. I dance all day. Chafing. I dance all day. Yeah, that's my girlfriend. All I do is dance. No, but I think it's important. I think dance is essential for the soul. Let's get real cheesy. But yeah, I think it's like dancing is how rock and roll started off of it because of the, you know, the, you know, dance stuff and uh, Wolfman Jack and all that and the dance and Dick Clark. And yeah, I mean, it's all of this is from dancing. Like it, it made music more popular and people got into it because they could dance to it. So absolutely. And also, like, like the the drum uh, part, do you remember this from, from the Bee Gees uh, documentary for Night Fever? Uh, the drummer could, you know, couldn't make the session. So oh, they yeah, wound yeah. up, uh, remember they did the whole thing with the loop where they actually taped uh, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, segment together and they just ran, you know, that drum, that, that, that on, on, on a loop. And it wasn't a drum machine. It, it was actual tape that they did. And it kind of revolutionized the way, you know, uh, the way like drumming would be in, in the future of music where, where they did eventually come up with a drum machine and, you know, sometimes don't even need a drummer. Yeah. I Lock mean, I, I think disco is definitely something, um, you know, with the documentary, obviously they got too big for their own good, you know, and, and people associated them with this type of music and they were definitely beyond that, but, but they were, and they weren't. Cause even when they were trying to departure, you know, it was impossible for Barry Gibb not to be this disco golden God. You know what I mean? Like everything he touched, he still came off as the music never really, it's not like he was doing, you know, grunge or something like it was it was always kind of the music of that time but i also feel that like um you know in doses i do my disco like i think once in a while it's good to kind of be silly and have fun with this music and even though maybe some of it has some darker undertones it's still just you know the beat itself just it makes it light and no matter what they're talking about even like staying alive is a kind of a serious song but the beat is so damn catchy that you, you just right. <laughs> you mm -hmm. don't get pensive. You you get moving. So that like that's what the music does. But uh, but I think um, yeah. And just like you know, just with all this, you know, they were able to kind of showcase a lot of you know disco. You know, like like I was saying, you know, the that was at the Tramps at the Disco Inferno and cool yeah. in the gang. And I feel like after this, you know, it, you know, like cool in the gang really kind of like popped. And but yeah, like, but this yeah. is a different incarnation of Cool yeah. and the Gang. This is, is before, you know, JT isn't in the band. This is way okay. before Celebration and Fresh. So it's really not their best song. It's pretty almost like uh, almost like silly vocals in a song like Open Sesame. Right. Oh, is that but, OK? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like the horns were great. Like the, like the, the heart of the band. Was there, sesame. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was so <laughs> that's, dumb. That's a, that's a silly one. When I, when I love this as a kid, cause I was probably, I mean, under 12, 11 or 10 or something, but, but I remember yeah, I played the hell out of this album. This might be my original one, but I played the hell wow. out of it. It was just like, whew, just like, uh, you should be dancing. I love that one. 
That's a great song. Yeah. That's the song that makes you feel like you have to dance. Boogie Shoes. Boogie you know, Shoes, yeah. I hated it. And that, that, that was one of those songs that was already like a, an established song. That, that wasn't okay. just for the album. But no, I hated it. That was um, but who's, Casey and the Sunshine who's Band. Who's this uh, Yvonne Eleman? Like, who is that? Oh, Yvonne Eleman. She was Eleman. great. She she played Mary Magdalene in uh, in Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And Barry Gibb wrote... Um, um, uh, what's what's the, what's the song? If I can't have you for her. Yeah, that's a great song. That I think that's one of my favorites. Unbelievable. That's a good one. Yeah. If I can't have you, I don't yeah. want nobody, baby. Yeah, good that's stuff. a great one, isn't it? It is and, good. And what? And and that you know when you when you bring that up, that my mind immediately goes to him. Remember that was the scene where he goes to the bar, and he's telling. Uh, uh, Donna Pescow, uh, whatever her name was in the movie, I forget her name. I just remember Donna Pescow, uh, that the dance contest is coming up and he's watching the stripper. And then when he leaves, you know, she looks at her own tits and he, she, she looks at her and, and, and then she smiles, knowing that, like, you know, I can kind of get him this way. Yeah. You know, that's what that conveyed to me. I thought, you know, I think the movie's a little bit deeper than, than people make it out to be. Tits. <laughs> You know what I also like is that there's two different versions of more than a woman, and I love them both. Yeah, you know, Tavares and yeah. uh, Bee Gees. It's all good stuff. All right, um, any other twitchy stuff? Any people out there? We'll yeah. Let's see. We got Jay dies a lot. Says disco is the EDM of the seventies. Nice. <laughs> that and, uh, let's see. Mighty Jeff thought. hates that stuff though. So how do you feel about that <laughs> comment, Jeff? I, you know, I, I'm a positive guy. I I try to give a positive energy. <laughs> no. Holy <laughs> <Well>, shit. <laughs> well, it's similar. I mean, people. It's basically drugs and music. I mean, that's that was that's yeah, what it so. is. Is heavy drugs and music. That's really the same thing. It's no different. It's I agree clubs. with that statement. It's yeah. okay. I think there's a little more, you know, songwriting and you know vocal things happening in disco than in that other stuff but it's you know it's still interesting music so anyway we got uh mighty yes. thought says the best uh drug and party music of the time then everyone did too much cocaine and we got the 80s <laughs> <laughs> absolutely they started doing cocaine on wall street right yeah right. <laughs> it was an extension yeah. of, of that time you know another guy who, who doesn't get really any credit you never hear anyone talk about him is uh david shine and he did a lot of like the bed music in this you know things like manhattan skyline um that's you know, you know like that very dramatic music when um Bob, it's bobby G, bobby c that's the guy's name bobby c the small little guy you know yeah. with, the, with the platform shoes whose job is to drive the car when he's on the Verrazano Bridge, yeah, yeah. Th that that music in the background is called uh, Manhattan Skyline, uh, Night on Disco Mountain, uh, Salsation. You know, these are all songs that you know that was with bed music, and they played an important part of the film. And he's he's you know, there's no vocals to any of these songs; they're just yeah. instrumentals. And I think uh, they're they're good; they're fun to listen to. Yeah, they're good. It was, you know, it was good music, good stuff, good drugs. And thank God we switched to heroin and the music got better, you know, in the 90s. But uh, 70s and 80s, it was a little dicey. But <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh, so, Adam, you're up, baby. All right. So we're going to uh, we're going to shift over from 70s New York City to the fictional state of San Andreas for the uh, 
Grand Theft Auto Five soundtrack volume one, which, um, you know, there's a lot of great driving music on that. Um, we got, uh, we got 18 songs. These are all original songs too, for volume one. And it's kind of a mix of, um, you know, you get a mix of hip hop, you got a mix of indie music, you got some EDM in there, you got, um, well, some electronic music. So, um, you know, it, all the music kind of, it, it kind of has that West coast, California laid back, sunny vibe too in it. And um what uh what do you guys think of the uh the album? Um I love it. I thought it was fantastic. I'd never heard it all the way through um ever. I mean, I've heard some of the songs. Um, but yeah, what's cool about this piece of music um is you know, it's like sometimes with video games, it's like you don't think about the music. You know, you think about yeah. just the other elements that are happening. Sorry, I got a little thing there um, in the video game because you're enthralled and trying to, you know, win the Beastmaster thing or, you know, whatever it is, type of zombies or whatever's happening in your video game, win the championship or whatever. And you're not really concentrating on the music. So when you step back, you see how much artistic you know, involvement is with this stuff. It's like, you know, there's, there's a lot going on. And the fact that they did original music, because I've played a lot of games where, you know, they had great soundtracks because Grand Theft Auto also has, uh, you know, just, you know, songs with the original artists that are right. great too, you know, like Judas Priest and like a whole bunch of cool, like rock songs and stuff. But this is a great, it was good. There was a band that really stood out for me was the Waves. I thought they were really oh, yeah. good. And I'd never heard of them before. And so it was good. And then just some great hip hop you know, yeah. uh, Nipsey Hussle and, you know, uh, Rocky ASAP and all that stuff. And so it was just good. And then it's also a mix between kind of this kind of, um, stuff that I like that reminds me of Vangelis, this kind of weird kind of synthesizer, kind of weird kind of intro, you know, uh, scene music, if you will, for the video game. And, and that stuff is really groovy as well. Like I enjoyed kind of that, you know, kind of that's that just kind of modern kind of take on jazz and things like that. So, so yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was, uh, is it's a really cool mix of music. Like it's, it's, there's a lot of different things going on. And there was like one punk band that I liked. I forget off. what off off was great. Yeah. Like I thought that was, uh, you know, it's like a, it was a nice surprise to hear some of that kind of music. And, uh, yeah. Cause I thought it was going to be all hip hop and kind of instrumental and some of the, so it was some pr surprising music by the waves and off, which are great. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, you have uh, and you have also psychedelic music with um, Yay Sayer. Um, you have uh, you know some rock with uh, Chain Gang in 1974. You got uh, what I what I really liked on there was Flying Lotus, Stonecutters, which I thought was a, I mean I thought that was just such a driving. Um, you know, I mean that's a, it, I'm not really that big into electronic, but right away I instantly jumped into like just went onto Apple Music, uh, checked out Flying Lotus to hear some more of his stuff, but. Um, it is, uh, yeah. It's it's a it's a fantastic album. I think they had something like uh, I think it was close to about three hundred songs that they had. You know, a mix of the original, the, these eighteen original, plus a lot of licensed songs too. And you know, just playing the game, you you could really get, you know, there's just you could you were, you could really get lost just drive around just listening to the music and the Are game. Are you really into the game? Have you played the game a lot? I've played it a little bit. Uh, just Adam. a little bit. Yeah. I, uh, I started playing it again. It, it's been, uh, the game came out in 2013 and it's still, I mean, still going strong to this day, which is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely pretty cool. Jeff, how are you feeling about this? Uh, I know this is out of your <laughs> yeah, realm. It's a little, or... 
it, it, it is. I, I don't play video games, you know. Um, Your kid does, but, you know. I'm sure. Well, th- th- well, that's the thing about about these uh, video games and the music. Um, he'll he'll start like uh, listening to music or start playing music, and like, how the hell do you know this song? And he'll mention a game, and I think that's great. You know that a lot of like the, these games, you know, bring back some older music, some classic music. And it turns a whole new generation onto it. Um, but you could definitely see, like, when listening to, to these songs, you know, to the soundtrack, um, how they would fit in a game. And, you know, they do, they kind of get you pumped up. Like, listen, it's not my thing. You know, I mean, I, I, I would. If I had time, I guess I would love to to, to play a game. The, the games always seem real complicated to me. I still I can still play pinball and uh, I'll play like you know <laughs> maybe I play darts some and <laughs> <laughs> some foosball. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of the same way. You know, it's like I, you know, some of these games are it's it's a commitment. I mean, you guys are you're, you're gamers. A lot of most of you that are listening to us today, you know, you're you're gamers, and I think it's like. You know, I think the whole experience, uh, music kind of keeps you in it. I think, uh, you know, it's it's like that's what's great about it. It's like because it's like you're playing a movie. And okay. so I think these, you know, these songs kind of like especially with Grand Theft Auto, which is, you know, it's a journey of, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. He's going to get jacked. He's going to some guy's going to knife him. He's got a meeting, a, a sit down with a Russian mob dude. He's got the, there's just so much going on. And they just really do a great job putting this music to these scenes and like, there's a lot of talent. I have a lot of comedian friends that uh, did a lot of voiceovers for actually Grand Theft Auto. And so uh, Joey Gay, uh, one of our friends and a bunch of people. And it's like, so, you know, it also, you know, gets work for a lot of people in the, you know, in the industry, entertainment industry. So it's like a lot of, um, work for people, you know, there's just a lot going in, involved in the making of these games and the music is really a big part of that. So it's pretty cool I, just to step back and listen to it. I agree with that. I mean, it, it's amazing how intricate these games are and how they become. Adam, how did this game grow since uh 2013? Well, they as have far online as like the graphics. They have uh I, I know they've they've updated some of the graphics. It's it's gone through I think now two generations of systems. Um I know that uh they they have an entire online there's an entire online uh aspect to the game as well which is i think what what became one of the bigger draws for it and and has provided the lo- the longevity to it um let's see it's uh yeah um it's the number one game on twitch right now and oh, wow. Wow. and they i mean they keep they keep uh you know they keep updating and adding stuff to it and it, i mean it's amazing i mean this is this game's uh was Does anybody eight, have a favorite eight. Grand Theft Auto song? Like any, or do you guys listen to the soundtrack separately, or are you just while you're playing the game? Just curious. It's like if it's something because I, I really like the, enjoyed it. Yeah, like Jay dies a lot. Says I can ride around in game listening to the radio all day. Even the fake talk shows are hilarious. Oh, they have fuck, the fake talk shows. Oh, <laughs> that's <yeah>. great. <laughs> they have. I know. I think it's a. Uh, that's some hell of detail, right? Oh that's yeah, crazy. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. the detail in that. Yeah, it's a bit it's it's a bit overwhelming because there's just so much. There's I mean, there's the fake uh, TV shows in it. There, there's just yeah, I you know, have a cell phone it, in it. <laughs> I think I played it right when it came out, and it, it wasn't as advanced, obviously. And so, 
Yeah, I always had a hard time getting into the car. Like it was always just like I couldn't get in the car right, <laughs> right. or something. Like, like, like I'm that guy. Like I play Call of Duty and I can never get my gun up. I would always just be down. Like I'm, I'm just not. I need a joystick and a button. It's really how right. I go. That would be me in real life. I wouldn't get into the car. I panic. You know, get my gun ready. Yeah. Okay. I don't I need never... to be humiliated in a fictional world. But it is cool though. It's like I do like Grand Theft Auto the whole thing because it's like I think we all have this bad side. You know, we all have this kind of like. Like, you know, like, you know, a lot of people say video games are bad for kids or whatever, or young adults or whatnot. But I think it's good because I think we need a place to put that kind of fantasy. And so this is like a I'm the opposite of what someone might say about, you know, violence and games and stuff. I think you got we all have it in us. And that's why like Westworld, like the idea of that whole thing. I understand it. Sometimes you just need to shoot somebody, but not. You know what I mean? And so it's like you do it, you know, with a video game. Then, you know, it's like you get it out of your system. I think cops should play more video games. No? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's also pretty interactive, right? Adam, when you play the game, do you put, like, your headphones on and talk to other people, your friends? <laughs> yeah. That's what my, my son so does. My I've son and that friends, yeah. They, yeah, they're on all night and play yeah, whatever game right? they play. You're talking shit. You're like, you know, it's like, you, it's like a fantasy. It's a role play. It's fun. It's like, I think it's a way to lose yourself, especially if, you, if you're in, a, like, a shitty town. We, you know, you don't have much going on. Oh, definitely. You know, it's people and it's like it's these places where they don't even have a mall. It's like it's a way for you to expand and, you know, kind of meet friends and trash talk. And, you know, it's, it's, I think it's cool. I'm all about the game culture. I'm not a big guy. You know, it's like uh, PlayStation 1 is kind of my jam. So, you know, Road Rash, you know, was kind of the only game I really liked just because I like motorcycles and the idea of and, and that was good music, too. It was all grunge music. And then you could just hit people with chains when yep. you're riding a motorcycle. <laughs> so that's my fantasy because people just like. <laughs> I like the Wii. Do you have good. a Wii? Uh, we're going to lose followers now because you like the Wii. <laughs> wait, the Wii, wait, the Wii's no good? Yeah, I, the, I think it's good, but I guarantee you the guys out here. Player. I put the guys out here like, oh, Wii's for like, you know, for like, you know, I don't know. I, I just know gamers take it serious. Like, you know, it's like, I think the Wii is kind of like the. Uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of the tame version of of video games. You know what I mean? What, like, what I like it because so- it's it's easy to play and stuff. Like some of this shit, like you said, I got to look up codes and shit just to get through a level. Right. Like that's what that's when I stop playing video games. Where I'm YouTubing codes and shit. I'm like, come on, man, it's Tomb Raider. Like I just want to get to the next thing. Right. Like why do I have to <laughs> spend eight, ten minutes on a YouTube video just to get through this mountain? Like get just get me through the mountain. Like what what's going on here? <laughs> well, my son was a little boy when he was like six, seven, eight years old he had a Wii and we would sit there and just bond and play Mario Kart and we had like so much fun you and you would have like, these great, different yeah. you know you had the different tracks and 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 places you'd be like on the ship racing sure you sure know, fun sure. now nah, Wii is great um, I just know how some of these guys baseball. are about the Wii yeah baseball is good I like the idea of like moving with the thing I don't think that like I remember I got that on my Xbox at Xbox 360 it had like it, the technology wasn't there yet with the like the motion movement and stuff like oh, trying that to one get the connect 360 Ah, I didn't know that. Well, I'm not sure why, but it, but it, I had one of those things. Like right, the Xbox thing. Connect, yeah. Connect, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it was. Yeah. So you try to do the boxing strip, and stuff right? where you're actually right. boxing. I'm sure it's better now, but when it first came out, it just it sucked. It just didn't it didn't work right. So I'm sure everything's way beyond with the DVR, the you know, the headsets and everything. Hmm. But anyway, anybody want to come in and school us on our, our old man video game <laughs> talk? <laughs> No, nobody. Okay. 
I remember when I used to play Donkey Kong. Oh, that was the day. <laughs> I played. You I quarters. You just put the quarters in there. That was the best. That's Asteroids. Right. That was my shit. Do you remember what the, first, what was the first video game system you had? The first video game? Well, Atari was the first, but the yes. one that made me popular was called ColecoVision. And that was that. that was the shit. Like, that was the PS5 of its time. It was like... Uh, you know, they, the game, the graphics were almost as good as they were in the arcade games. Like it was starting to get a little closer to that. But uh, yeah, that was the shit. I remember that. My, was a- my dad never brought home any surprises. He wasn't, he didn't have any, he, there was never any fun. But the one thing he once brought home, he brought home, I and mean, it was like, it was the, like the first game system was Pong. Do you remember sure. Pong? Absolutely. We had you just kind of yeah. plugged in and had like two like, mm-hmm. like controllers. And that I remember playing, I remember thinking that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it's still mesmerizing. If you try to play it now, you'll still get into it. It's like, and then from and then from there, I went to um, I guess it was the uh, Atari fifty seven hundred, the twenty sixteen hundred, I think. Is, 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 is 50, it wait, it was the huh? fifty, the fifty two. Wait, twenty six hundred, the Atari fifty two hundred, twenty six hundred, and then the seventy eight hundred was the one right after that. Okay. But whatever anyway. it was, I had that. I remember, you know, the baseball was terrible, the football was terrible, but those are the games oh, I so played. Bad. I remember. At the time, you thought they were so much fun. And you could play it for hours. We got Pac-Man, and he wasn't even round. He was, like, square. Was like, <laughs> I love Pac-Man. <laughs> the square Pac-Man going down the dots. <laughs> you know what we used to do? Did you, did you guys have a Mega Genesis? No. Wait, I went ColecoVision. That was kind of like the other version. Was that the equivalent to um, Sega Genesis ColecoVision? Kind of. It was like they were the high end. They were the high end ones for sure. I think ColecoVision was because, before. Because me and my friends, we would stay up all night. Like, you know, we'd go out and then come back to my house. And it was like that scene from Swingers. And we'd be playing like, you know, the NHL hockey. Right. <laughs> and you, you, you make Ronick bleed. Nice. <laughs> or somebody pulls a gun. You're like, what? What's happening? <laughs> all right. Any, anybody want to chime in or they're all playing their games? They, we all lost them. Nothing. Yeah, nothing right now. Okay. Um, All right. So, Adam, what do you got? Bring us home. All right. So, the big uh, release for this week, the new Greta Van Fleet album, The Battle at Garden's Gate, double LP. I like them. I like them. It's good. I mean, I I started listening to... There's a couple of tunes on it already. Yeah, it's pretty good so far. Uh, The other big one this week is uh, a new album from The Offspring. This is uh, it's called Let the Bad Times Roll. It's their 10th album, it's the first new one since 2008. Wow, oh, nice. See, and then, um, this, this one I thought was pretty interesting. It's Lucinda Williams doing uh, a tribute to Tom Petty, Running Down a Dream, a tribute to Tom Petty, double LP. I think I want to be uh, I bet that's good. I saw yeah. her live once, she's great. Yeah, she's very good. And then I um, think they're starting to play that on the Tom Petty channel on Sirius if you have that because I've, I've heard a couple of cuts from that as well. And there's uh, let's see, and then, and then uh, since we're doing soundtracks, there's um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It's uh, the first time on vinyl, it's the 10th anniversary of the film. There's actually two editions there's a, a deluxe uh, four LP edition and a, wow. a double LP edition also. Oh, very cool. What's yeah, on I, there? There's uh I know there's some uh I know Beck is on there. I know there's uh there's a bunch of original songs. I'm about to pull it up on here. Yeah, I'll check that it's, out. Uh, Beck is Beck is great. Yeah. 
Yeah, this was uh this was considered one of the better soundtracks in the last 10 years. Let's see. Got metric um Frank Black's on it. Nice. Love T-Rex. Pixies, right? Yeah. The Rolling Stones we got under my thumb on there. Broken social scene. Oh shit. Um yeah, a few a few different Beck songs on there too. Very cool. All right, guys. Uh, this was fun today. Thank you for listening uh, and tuning in. And uh, yeah, if you guys have a favorite soundtrack, you know, hit us back. We would love to, you know, hear your favorite picks and soundtracks and uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Dustin's Vinyl. Uh, we love uh, interacting with you guys. So uh, yeah, man, uh, excited uh, about the soundtracks for next week. And uh, you know, we're going to be doing uh, some deep cuts and uh, be doing we're going to be covering Led Zeppelin. All the all the albums of Led Zeppelin is going to be uh, kind of what we're getting into. Um, it's going to be the end of end of uh, podcast at the end of the month will be a deep cut of um, one artist until we've uh, finished their catalog. And so we're excited to do that. So check that out. That's coming soon. And uh, we'll see you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Adam. Hey, congratulations guys. on the car again, man. Enjoy. Thanks, buddy. You got to come out here. We'll go cruising. We'll hit the uh, Sunset Strip, baby, and crank up some crew. <laughs> trust me, I'm planning on it. I will be out there one of these days. All right, cool. Hopefully see, I'll you guys. see you soon. Be well, Bye-bye. guys.